Welcome to the Bridgeway Church Podcast. My name is David Bowden, and every week I sit down with one or several members of our church staff and host a conversation about how Bridgeway is seeking to fulfill its mission as the Church of Jesus Christ here in our city. If you are a member of Bridgeway, we hope this helps you more deeply engage with what God is doing in our midst. And if you aren't a part of Bridgeway, we hope you feel welcome and that our discussions may lead to more Christ-glorifying ministry in your own context. Let's jump in. Well, I'm so excited to uh, have with me on the show today, Matt Palmer, who's the executive pastor here at Bridgeway. How are you, Matt? Doing great. Awesome. Glad to be here. Yeah, and you are the newest member of staff here at Bridgeway. How long have you been on now? So I I came on as the the executive pastor May 1st of this year. May 1st, yeah. And so we're recording this on July 30th. So it's uh, two, you're two months in, is that, no, three months in. Three months yeah. in. I just had right. a, I just had a child two weeks ago. So my, my brain is, <laughs> I don't even know what time it I is right now. I so do. yeah, that's exciting. But you, uh, how long have you been at Bridgeway? Um, my wife and I and family, we've been at Bridgeway nearly 18 years. Wow. So I'm new. Um, and, and actually I was on staff before as youth pastor right. many, many years ago, been in business for 15 years, now back on staff as the executive pastor. And so although we're new to the newest part of staff, we're, we're certainly old to Bridgeway. Yeah. So, and what yeah. did that process look like of kind of moving out of the business world and being called back into ministry? Like give us yeah. a, give us a little taste of that yeah. journey. S- such an amazing story there. And, and I like to talk about it from actually from the the place in which we're talking the podcast is about, which is about discipleship, that oftentimes when we are impacted by the love of God in deeper and mm. deeper and deeper ways, yeah. sometimes our job changes. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the point there for us is uh, the Holy Spirit began to do new things in mm. our hearts and specifically in mine over the last three to four years. And, and as a result of that, it was clear he was commanding us and calling us to something different. So as as the Lord of our lives, we're, we're happy to obey him because we love him. Wow. So here we are. That's cool. I yeah. love that. I, lo- I love hearing that way too. It's not like a... A lot of people kind of when you're when you're looking at a life change or a career path change, they're like, Well, I'm kinda of waiting for this this sky writing, you know, this mm-hmm. divine finger to kind of draw me a map to what I'm supposed to be doing. You're just like, Man, I was just impacted by the love of God and since I'm a disciple, sometimes when you're you're a disciple, your job changes. Yeah. Like I love that. Sometimes just, that happens. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. Which is great. So that's what we're talking about today is discipleship. So mm-hmm. I asked you to come on the podcast for your first time here and I was like, Matt, what do you want to talk about? And the you are you are you are sweating out discipleship out of every pore since mm. you've come on on board. If it's not about the Holy Spirit, it's about discipleship. Mm, come on, which I love. Yeah. It's really exciting. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what is discipleship, especially what is gospel centered discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, how should we understand it? How do we mm-hmm. pursue it? Uh, what's it all about? Where does it come from? Why is it important? All these things. I'm yeah. so excited. I think it's going to be great. Um, so first off, I'd just like to hear from you um, since this is one of those Christianese terms that just kind of gets thrown around a lot, disciple, Mm -hmm. you know, what is a disciple? 
Yeah, which is, it's so great we're talking about this. L- let's just keep it simple, at least initially. When we sure. think about the word disciple, just a basic definition of it is someone who adheres to the teachings of another to be a follower, to be a learner of, right? Yeah. Uh, we like to think about it a little bit more uh, as, and this many people have talked about this through the years and written lots about this, but somebody that seeks to be like another one. So it's not right. just learning, it's a desire to, to actually imitate, to be like, to act like. Does mm-hmm. it make sense? Yep. So such a major difference in sort of thinking about an um, intellectual disciple or somebody that just wants to be able to repeat things. Mm. And, and maybe as we might define it through the New Testament of us wanting to be like Christ, to right. be little Christ, mm-hmm. actually, actually, and to not just say what he said, but do what he did yeah. uh, as a way of life. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, man, I'm, I'm just, my mind is just like racing with stuff like this. So, because uh, I know that a lot of times for, for, for Christians, Christianity is about ascribing to a certain set of beliefs mm-hmm. and then even behavior modifying a certain way to, um, I guess, be acceptable to that religious culture. Mm-hmm. And so there is a lot of emphasis on think this way. And then there's also a minor emphasis on be this way. But what you're describing is actually not just think this way and then kind of modify these things. It's a become this thing, mm-hmm. right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the being a disciple is becoming like Jesus, which Again, seems Christianese mm-hmm. in a sense, like be little Christ, be like Christ, mm-hmm. you know, be Christ-like. Those are still kind of Christianese terms, but the call to discipleship, you would say, is is quite heavier than it comes across. Or how yeah, would you? I think I think it, similar to our story that we were just talking about. That sometimes when you when you feel and know and have a deeper sense and revelation of the Father's love, that mm. oftentimes can can redo your life. Yeah, and and that's what the gospel does. The gospel takes us from death to life. Right. right? So the gospel is not just a set of rules that we ascribe to, like what we're talking mm-hmm. about, or or a particular sort of religion, if you will. It's a life altering. Um, path or opportunity or power mm-hmm. through Jesus, through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, that when when that happens, there is a difference in our lives. That we are we're set apart. There's been change. We've repented. Right? right. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I, so yeah, I, I just think about it, you know when we think about discipleship, it for us the way we think about it here at Bridgeway, it is because of the love of Christ right. that calls us to a different way of life, to living more fully and completely as it relates to how God defines it, and not and not just purely on a brand of Christianity or sort of following the rules. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting outlook on discipleship. I think that when I hear about discipleship, it's usually divorced from how we think about conversion or evangelism you know to be an evangelist or to to be converted is to have that's kind of a god-centered thing it's like god comes and he saves you mm-hmm. but discipleship i think so often it turns into a bootstraps kind of thing where i need to you know screw myself up and and work myself up and just like i right. need to do xyz and then i'll be a disciple mm-hmm. and what you're saying is no it's actually from the same power that saved us is the same power that works in us to become disciples mm-hmm. that the more we rehearse and are affected by this gospel that changes us and that saved us the more our lives will become like Christ yeah that's exactly right the go- the gospel certainly saves us there there is a moment in which we are saved when mm-hmm. we 
mm-hmm. accept Christ, but it also transforms our life. That's right. The ongoing work of the gospel through sanctification transforms our life until we see Christ, mm-hmm. that we're being changed from glory to glory yeah. until we become more like Christ. And, and that is the gospel. That's, right. That's the beauty of Jesus, that his good news is certainly for a moment for us, but really it's over the rest of our lives until we see him. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about this then. So we're talking about we, we encounter the gospel, our lives are changed, we realize how precious the blood of Christ is, we have our, our entire hearts are made new mm-hmm. in this new covenant with the Holy Spirit as it was you know prophesied in Jeremiah and Ezekiel, we'd get this new heart, it's here, we have it, we're new creatures. What then, from that experience, that encounter with the gospel of Jesus, what moves us from that encounter to saying, I want to be a student and follower and replicator of Jesus? Like... How does that one come from the other? Yeah, I think that, that's a that's a fantastic question. There's there's a couple of different elements that I see through the book of John that I think would be helpful okay. here. And 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 just we could go on talking about this for a long time, but just to keep it really simple for us, there are three components that I think are, and I think I'm answering your question correctly, that are sort of are are evidence of a life changed by the gospel. Mm. I think, and, and I think I'm if I'm if I'm hey, go with it. it and if I still have more questions, okay, I'll, I'll go back awesome. to it. So I think there's there's a handful of of um, things we could talk about here. But just to keep it really simple, when we are a disciple changed by the love of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, um, I see a couple. I see three primary things that that are in existence. Uh, one is that we are passionate worshipers mm. of Jesus. Yeah. So before anything, we're a worshiper, we're a lover, we're right. commanded to love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Mm. So before we're missionaries, before we're pastors, before we're business people, before we're parents, before we're brothers and sisters, before we're any of those things, we're a worshiper, we're passionate mm. worshipers. And so our lives are declaring the supremacy of God in all that we do. Certainly that is in worship moments like song and corporate worship services and sure. small group worship services, but to the disciple, to a New Testament believer, it's more than that. It's a life that points to the supremacy of God in all that we do. Mm. And so worship, worship's yeah. a big part of it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So, so that seems to me even right there that the bridge that takes us from the gospel moment to being followers of Jesus is worship. Like that, that seems to be the thing. So whenever you experience the love of Christ in the gospel, the Holy Spirit comes in you, your response is to worship. Just worship. That's right. And you you lay your life down before him, you you give him everything you have, and that leads to be, like living like this disciple life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. D- declaring that he's Lord of our lives, yeah. which is ultimately a, a sign of worship that right. we lay down our life mm. to worship him. That's good. You know, it could be that we, we want to be small so that he can be big. You've right. heard some of those things in yep. scripture along that. So I, I think that's a core component to it. That's great. Uh, additionally, uh, a major aspect that we see in, in sort of in, in throughout John that defines what it means to be a disciple is that these are people that are willing to serve with a full heart. Mm. So we're worshipers that desire to serve. That includes serving with our time, serving with our money, that's serving at church, that's serving out in culture. It's seeking to wash others' feet, just Mm -hmm. as Jesus did, which is a declaration of service and love to the people that we encounter. So again, that connects us to commandment number two, to love our neighbor as ourself. Mm, Uh, And I think that, and, and the picture of Jesus washing feet, I think is really important here. Um, that as believers, we're, we are looking, because Jesus is, is looking to our good, that we're also looking for the good of others by mm. serving and loving them. 
Yeah, so I I think about serve, the word serve, it has a lot of connotation. Um, I think a lot of people might think that they to serve God means that he like needs something or requires mm-hmm. something from us. Uh, the the uh, the power and sufficiency of God makes the former impossible, and the gospel makes the latter impossible. Mm-hmm. So since God is all sufficient, He needs nothing from us. So That's we don't right. serve Him because He needs something, right. and He's bought everything for us in Christ in the gospel. So we don't serve to earn something. Right. So why do we serve them as, as, as disciples? Yeah, I think I think serving oftentimes creates a moment of love. Oh yeah. And it also creates a moment of worship of worship, okay. right? So if I'm going to worship with my life, it's because of the love of Christ inside mm-hmm. of me. And a part of my worship is serving others. Yeah. Is taking care of others. But it also generates a unique opportunity to really demonstrate and show love for people, mm. right? So um you know, taking care of one another, um honoring one another, um, helping each other. All of these things are central elements to actually being changed by the love of God and as a result, wanting to love other people. Um, yeah, and, and, and I mean, going back to our definition of disciple being one who wants to be like another, uh, we you would say we serve because he Jesus modeled, served. That's exactly right, because he modeled it for us. Yeah. It, it was a core element of the way he lived life, and so we want to do that Right, too. and, and yep. we would also want to do it for the same reasons he did it. Right. So like right. Jesus didn't serve because God was in detriment or right. Jesus didn't serve to earn something. He was God incarnate. He didn't need, right. there's a, there's a joy in service. That's right. Right. And there's, and I think, I love that you keep going back to worship. I yeah. think what we're going to find is as we keep unpacking everything, I think it's all going to go back there, mm-hmm. which is the chief end of man, right? Mm-hmm. To, 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 to glorify enjoy, God and enjoy him forever. Enjoy him forever. Yeah. That's right. And so in serving, you would say that being a disciple who serves is someone who is worshiping God, enjoying God by loving others mm-hmm. so that they might enjoy God and worship God. That's exactly okay. right. Okay, that's yeah, helpful. That's exactly right. And I think too, there's this idea of believers. You, you've heard this sort of thing that happens sometimes when people will say, do we really see the needs of people mm. or are we just kind of walking around, you know, sort of sort of casually seeing Oh yeah, I'm, for it, sure. I don't know how to make that exact distinction, but when I think about Jesus, I think about he was present, he was thoughtful, he saw, he actually saw people and took the time to respond to them. Mm. And and that is a part of the service is that we as believers actually slow down, are present, we mm. see the needs around us and and we step into them because our lives have been changed by the love of Christ and the power of God, and we want to be like him, and so we engage those needs through service, just Mm. as he did. So that brings up another important way that I think we're called to be like Christ. You you said that since he stepped into the lives of others, and one of those lives he stepped into was ours. That's right. As a response, we, being like Christ, we want to model that incarnation, humiliation, crucifixion, that, that gospel story in the lives of others. We That's want exactly to step right. into their lives. That's exactly right. And, and like, I love the Hebrews author, to go back to joy and worship, the Hebrews mm-hmm. author said it was for the joy set before him that he went to the cross. So like, why are we going out and serving others in this incarnational ministry? It's There's joy there. That's <laughs> like, right. There's, there's joy life there. there. There's joy, and it's worship. So yeah. back to worship. Back to it's, worship. It's, it's a part of our worship. I love that. It's, it's, it's us declaring he's supreme, that mm. he's Lord of our lives. Right. And so we yield to, to that. Right. And as we do right. that, it all continues to go back to 
why are we doing this at all? Because our lives have been transformed by the gospel. Yeah, that's okay. right. I love that's that. That's right. And filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, I think that's really important here too. And you were kind of touching on it before that sometimes discipleship is sort of, you know, grit it harder, strive yeah. more, learn more, you know, all those things. And although being a, a, a thoughtful believer is awesome, the, the word of God is amazing. And oh, there's yeah. some incredible rich things that we should dive into fully. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're even able to meet uh, this way yes, of life, it, absolutely in, right. in and of ourselves, we would we would not be able. So even in that measure, it's okay. Spirit, fill me, mm. help me, let the fullness of God come out. I'm going to serve here more in demonstration of Your power in my life. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. And I want to. I probably want to come back to more talk about the Holy Spirit. But you said there were three things. So we, yeah, were worship. Yep, service. service, and then and then we we give testimony. Mm. We give testimony. We we tell. We are witnesses mm-hmm. of the glory of God in our lives. And so when people ask us, "Why are you serving me? Why are you loving me?" Right. It's not because it's just a good idea or we're being just a good neighbor. It's because our lives have been undone and changed by the love of God, and He calls us to do that. And so yeah. we often talk in our church um, and during our training sessions about attributing the things in our life back to Christ and actually saying it's because of Christ right. that these things are true, or so, it's yeah. because of Christ that I love you, or it's because of Christ that I'm helping you today. You know, it's it's those types of things. So we we are witnesses, we are forerunners for the glory of God, and, and we are quick to connecting the way we live life back to Christ, which mm-hmm. is gospel-centric. So that's kind of like the, uh, so they might see your good deeds and glorify your Father that's in a, heaven. That's right. That's the idea there. So talk to me a little bit about, because these two things are put in competition all the time, service and testimony, bearing mm-hmm. witness to Christ and doing good deeds mm-hmm. on behalf of Christ or in you know, to the glory of Christ. So, so often um, people say like, well, you don't really need to sp- preach the gospel to people. You just need to love them. You know, or people will say they just need the gospel. You know, whether you're taking care of their needs or not is secondary. Mm-hmm. Like, how do those interplay together in your mind? Well, I, certainly they're one and the same. Mm. You know, I, I think I think I think the idea of serving people's practical needs is a part of sharing the gospel with them, and and certainly preaching or heralding the mm-hmm. good news of God is is certainly powerful in word, but we're also called to show it in deed. You know, well, you're your faith without works is dead, you know, sort of a thing. And so I think, I think it's important that it's both. I mean, it's lives that, that seek to see people be converted to Christ, regardless of how it comes about. Mm. So certainly we are going to preach, we're going to talk, we're going to, we're going to teach, we're going to do all those things that point back to Christ, but also we want our lives to match that message and 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 oftentimes we can do that with really simple acts of service that mm. that where preaching or teaching may not connect us to those opportunities, but simple acts of service might. Yeah, I think that's clear. We certainly can unpack that more. Yeah, sure. So I mean, because I think about um, what is it? Uh, you know, in Romans, where where Paul says, you know, how will they believe? You know, unless someone teaches them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we know that belief in the gospel cannot come apart from the proclaimed word yep. of the gospel that Jesus Absolutely. died for your sins was yes. you know, risen again like we yep. have to we have to give the minutia the historical gospel in word uh in order for it That's to have exactly impact right. and so um I, I want to make sure we stop and emphasize that because yes. I I don't especially today um I I don't think it's as assumed as we think it is that you know I think I think 
I, I, and I don't, I don't necessarily think it's one pit or the other. I don't necessarily think like we have a whole bunch of people doing um, a lot of gospel word proclamation, heralding evangelism on one side, but not doing acts of service. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, we have just a bunch of people who are just like loving their neighbors and going mm -hmm. out to the community, but not preaching the gospel. I think yes. we have a bunch of people who are doing like light versions of both of those things. Right. Like they, ho they have church services on Sunday and you know, there's the Bible there. And, you know, sometimes I say, oh, God bless you, you know, to the person pouring my coffee, you know, sure. or like, oh, we have a service project or I go on a short term mission trip. It's like service light and proclamation light. Yeah. yeah. But, but you're saying what, what I hear you saying, I want to repeat. Sure. Is what you're saying is as we worship, mm -hmm. we'll be motivated to serve. As we serve, opportunity for proclamation opens up. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. That makes a lot of sense. That's right, and and it and it takes both, right? Yeah. So it, it because we're a Christ, because because we're in Christ, because we're Christians, it would be, it would be, um, you know, and certainly this happens, and this happens in in both of our lives, and so we're learning and growing at the mm -hmm. same time. But one of the things we really encourage our people is because we are witnesses, or we have a testimony of a life that's changed by God, mm. that it is because of that that we're serving right now. So in those moments of practical service, or taking care of somebody, or demonstrating that you love them somehow through some tangible act, that we that we herald to them, or we go ahead and preach to them that it's because of Christ power in my life that I'm doing this. Yeah. And so there's a difference between just being a concerned, helpful citizen, right? right maybe. That's right. And and being a believer that's serving because of the power of God and because he calls us to do it and because of Christ and 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 so I want to share about Christ. I want yeah. I want to demonstrate it by by serving yeah. but eventually talking to them about Christ. Yes, I love that. I think that's very helpful. Um, and that and and gospel proclamation isn't the only differentiator for what Christian disciple service looks like. The other is the Holy Spirit. That's right. That we are bringing the presence of God to people. That's right. When we serve them, we're not just doing them a favor. Yeah. <laughs> like we are interacting with them so that they might encounter Yahweh. That's right. So, like, the talk kingdom about kingdom of God. Yeah, talk about the kingdom yeah. of God coming through the Holy Spirit as we serve people. Because yeah, we it's going to look maybe even weird. Yeah. Whenever the Holy Spirit enters the equation in a service environment. Yeah, sure. Well, the Holy Spirit is, um, you know, is is obviously such a gift to us. Yeah. And he fuels, he powers, he inspires, he teaches, he, he gives us information. You know, I, I, I think of, you know, we hear this term sort of power evangelism uh, that we use oftentimes that some, some other leaders have used and talked about a ton. And mm. I think it's really amazing. Yeah. I think it's really incredible. And so in addition to our worship, in addition to our service, in addition to our desire to tell, we have the Holy Spirit to help us in that. And mm -hmm. he fuels and he empowers and he teaches us and he gives us prophetic words and pictures and words of knowledge and visions and all kinds of things that help us actually give that testimony. Um, and, and I think it's, it's, it's powerful and it should be, should be acknowledged more and more in the church. Yeah. Well, let's, let's just make a note here to come back, uh, on another episode and let's talk about the Holy Spirit's role 
in in like our interactions with others, whether we want to talk about power evangelism or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know that's something else that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to unpack that a little bit more. I think our listeners would, would enjoy at least just hearing that kind of sure. a conversation. So let's just, yeah. we'll put a pin in that because there's so much there to unpack. I want to loop back around to discipleship and make mm-hmm. sure we hone in on this. So we've talked about what is discipleship. It's someone who seeks to look like or be like another, mm-hmm. subscribe to their teaching, all these things. The ways that we've said to do that as Christians of people who want to be little Christs mm-hmm. is that first off, after we have this powerful encounter with the gospel, we're called to worship. Mm-hmm. This builds our bridge into this voracious appetite we have to serve others because we've been served by Christ. Mm-hmm. And as we serve by Christ, we don't just do good deeds to other people. We do it with the gospel on our lips because Right. he's the one who told us to come here. We're he's here for him. It's him. So that's in yeah. a really, I, I mean, it's a really streamlined version of right. here's what being a disciple looks like. Yeah, yeah I love yeah. that. In addition, we often say, um, uh, you know, we, we, we've been unpacking it, our all, some of our recent, our recent all church equip, and we will with the remaining equips that we have throughout the year mm. is our spirituality is not just about us. Yeah. It's about the people that we encounter. And right. that's a mix between service and and testimony, mm-hmm. right? Service and being a witness of Christ, a witness of the power of right. God. Which is very yeah. countercultural. Yeah, like, that's right. Spirituality is very privatized right that's now right. in the postmodern world. That like if, if if this is my spiritual experience, it's valid and sufficient. Mm-hmm. And whether or not it bleeds over to anybody else's life is not only unnecessary it could also be offensive like well don't put push your spirituality on me so yeah that's another interesting idea the yeah. communal aspect of spirituality yeah yeah we, we say oftentimes our spirituality is certainly about fresh encounters that we have with the lord sure but but because of those we're called to love our neighbor and to love the people at target and right. to care about the people at school and to share the gospel with people at work that it's not just about us mm. and ultimately it's about christ right it's about yeah. his supremacy in this world World, right. which takes us back to we we want more worshipers yep. right? We, right we want missions exist i think i think it's andy, john piper that yeah, talks and, about yeah, and this andy and, said it on our show too yeah yep. i think it i think that it's uh you know missions exist because worship does not that's right and so you know we, we've, we've got to tell this glory to yeah. see more worshipers that's great so let, let's answer this question we talked about gospel we're trying to talk about gospel-centered discipleship so uh, if someone's like, okay, great, I love, I want to be a, a disciple of Jesus. I want to pursue that. I want to worship with more joy. I want to serve with more passion. I want to proclaim with more zeal. All these things. How do I go about that? What motivates the disciple to be a disciple? Like, w- what's the fuel? Yeah. Well, certainly the Holy Spirit. Yep. Is is key there, and we we can come back and unpack that. I think one of the practical things, just in my life, that I do right now, and I've done for for lots of years, um, that helps me connect to the life of Jesus constantly, constantly in my life, mm. is that every day I'm reading out of the Gospels. Mm. Every day. Yeah. And have for and have for years. In fact, I read. I start in Matthew chapter one, verse one. I go all the way through Acts. Uh, and I read different portions depending upon what's happening that day and where, where the Lord has me. But I found that um, it I just have to see the way He lived life directly. Mm-hmm. I got I, it has to be in front of me. In fact, I love it yeah. because I love Him and because He loves me. I love reading about Christ. Yeah. I love reading about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and in that, I'm constantly reminded and shown 
what he did, how he lived, how he acted, how he interacted with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And and I want to do that. Yeah. And so I leave it before me all the time. It's helpful. Yeah. In addition to the other places in scripture that I'm reading or the other theological things we're studying, um, the gospels are a daily part of my life. I mean, every day and a, and a major part of it. Mm. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, so if, I mean, so it also, so it comes back to the way that we propel forward our our life our lives as disciples is to spend time with Jesus. That's right. That's right. We we tell our leaders it's out of the overflow mm-hmm. of a dynamic intimate relationship with Jesus as a disciple that we go about leading and loving people. Yeah. So to church let's talk let's talk about like the church mm-hmm. uh and and discipleship. So for the church um how how do we interplay these two things of trying to make disciples of our own people here, like the people who attend Bridgeway or who, you know, wherever you are, who attend your church. Um, is there a difference between making disciples in your church context and going outside church walls and making disciples? Do those look, do those things look different? Do they look the same? Like, I feel like sometimes internal work to help mature Christians is known as discipleship inside of the church. And then outside the walls of the church is known as evangelism. Like we, we like the great commission, you know, we, we were like, go and make Christians of all nations. That's kind of what we do, but we're told to go make disciples. So what does that look yeah. like? I don't know if that's a clear question, but I'm just curious. Yeah, about that. I, I think it's a fantastic question. I think oftentimes people get hung up uh, in that question and, and they decide to participate on one or mm, the other. Interesting. And and I think in, in Matthew 28 that we're called to go make disciples calls us to both of those, both of those things simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because... Um, I, I think I think evangelism is a part of discipleship, and discipleship is is certainly um, part of evangelism yeah. in, in lots of ways. Now, now we we firmly believe that someone comes to Christ that there's an evangelistic moment that people right. understand the love of God, they they repent, they turn, they receive the love of Christ, and as a result, their lives are different, right? And and that begins a discipleship process. But it's because we want disciples that we evangelize, right? Is that so? I, I don't know. I I think certainly we could we could talk about the uniquenesses of of the church's work as it relates to presenting mature believers, right? Yeah, and and the effects of evangelism. The point for us is really simple: is we want more disciples, mm. uh, and we want those disciples to be increasingly changed by the love of God, yeah. because He's that great, right? And so, you know, maybe not overthinking of thinking it would be helpful. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I, like I don't that. know. There's probably way smarter people that could align, would unpack that a well, little bit. Well, sure. But I like hearing the simplicity of like, well, just don't overthink it. We just, we want more disciples. Yeah. And so we want more worshipers. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. All around. Okay. That's really, that's really great. Um, so let's ask, let's, let's end, let's end with two more questions mm-hmm. and they're going to be the same, but for different audiences. Okay. So the, the, un, the overall question is how can we like, practically go about making disciples and mm-hmm. I, I want you to answer that first for the church leader mm-hmm. how can the church leader just one or two steps or whatever pops in your head about how can they be more about the business of making disciples mm-hmm. and then i want to move to just the the congregant the the christian who mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily have a pastoral position how can they in their daily lives be go, go about making disciples so let's mm-hmm. first let's start with the church leader what yeah. would you say to them you know i think I think for us, when when we 
when we talk about making disciples, living on mission, you know, pointing other people to the power of Christ in our lives, um, is is it's a certainly is a commitment to acknowledge that God calls us to that kind of activity mm. in our lives. It's it's not specifically just because Bridgeway Church is emphasizing it or your church is. It's when we read the New Testament, we're called by our Lord Jesus to mm. live a certain way. And so we like to we like to draw attention to that fact that God calls us to do these things. Um, but additionally, I think just really practically, it's increasingly getting more comfortable with mentioning the name Jesus when people interact with us. Mm. So you know, you could be as simple as um, you know someone someone giving you um, a lot of encouragement for being bold or courageous at work or something like that. You know, it could be it could be that we attribute that to our own skill set and our own ability. Right. Right. to work harder, or mm-hmm. it could be that we, we because we are in Christ, because we're filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, that, that we could use that opportunity to point back to God. Yeah. And so, you know, those things help us make disciples because we're not making disciples of ourselves, we're making disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so eventually we have to connect our daily life to the fuel of, in, of the way we live, and that's and that's Christ and the reasons why we live for yeah. His supremacy. So yeah, so for church leaders, I, I mean, I, I heard you say something that I found really interesting. You, you kind of said like, look, we we shouldn't basically try to make discipleship a program that we add on to um, our suite of services as a church, um, but really that everything we do as a church feeds into discipleship. Right. Right. That's right. And so I, I find that really interesting because I know that, you know, a lot of churches that I've worked with and visited, spoke at, like they 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 have a discipleship program. Sure. And it, it it's kind of disconnected and it has its own seven steps. You do mm-hmm. this, 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 and this, and now you're a disciple and you did it, you know, mm-hmm. and now continue in these things. But um, programatizing discipleship out as like a church off offering mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is maybe like a little... I don't know, off kilter or dangerous or what, what do you think about well, that? Well, you know, I, I, I hesitate to, um, I hesitate to say those things. I think, I think God is, is, is using his leaders throughout the church and, and many of our churches are doing amazing things yeah. that, are, that are certainly for the glory of God and the good of their people and really for the supremacy of Christ in, in the city in which they live. Um, but I think, I think one of the things that's important to draw a distinction to is, if, if your life is truly changed by God, changed by God, you're, mm. you're, you're, you've received a greater, greater revelation of the love of God and you have the Holy Spirit, you will naturally want others to experience that. Yeah. And, and even if they're believers, you know, one of the things we talk about is lots of people come through Bridgeway and they're already a believer, they mm-hmm. profess Christ, and we like to say to them, there is more. God is, God is, is better than you even no, there you can go deeper. There, there's more, and mm. and that's also an aspect of discipleship, which is maybe maybe what the way we we would think about it, you know, sort of traditionally is yeah. is it sort of the steps and you you gain in right. knowledge, you know, right. and all those things, and and certainly there's information that you that you get along the way that's very important to our yeah. to our way of life as Christians. 
but also it's just increasingly beautiful that we yes. can experience deeper love from God. Mm. Like it, it, it doesn't run out. It's not like you master it. Yeah. Right. It's not like you, you receive this diploma. There, there is more from Him. Yeah. I really love um, that. I feel like in that one word, more, you both hit on what's probably the best answer to this discipleship question, and also the biggest red flag. I think when people think about discipleship, they think and they hear the word more. There's more. They think there's more to do, mm. right? There's more to try to achieve. There's more to try to become. I'm never good enough. There's always more to do in this being a Christian thing. Like, let me just find a church in which I can just subsist and be affirmed in, you know, my level of involvement and just go on with my life. Mm-hmm. So more can feel really overbearing for people. Sure. But the way you're you're repurposing that is you're saying, no, there's more of God to enjoy. There's more of his riches to discover. There's more of that's his right. life to have inside you. Like, I, right. I, that is exciting. And that's what, it, in, going back to worship, like that's what it means to be a disciple is to yeah. long after and run after the more of God. Yeah, and, and, and the more I experience the mm. love of God, the, the more I want to stand up and speak up for his purposes yes. in our city. Yes. So, which connects us to service. That's right, to proclamation. And, 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 yeah, yeah. And, and additionally to proclamation, you know, sharing, giving testimony mm-hmm. to the power of God in my life. And um, and so th- I think those are core, a- core aspects of what it means to be a disciple today, at least boil yes. it down to some simple Yes, no, I think that, that, is, that, that is the core, and I think it's the core of gospel-centered discipleship, that that um, what does it mean to be a disciple? How can we go about it as church leaders, as lay people? How do we go about it? We realize that there's more in, yeah. of God to enjoy, to discover, and, and what propels us down that is not gumption or action or bootstraps or anything like that. What, what propels us down that path is reflecting on and enjoying what Christ has bought us by his blood. Yeah. It is, it is yeah. enjoying the gospel leads us down that path to more. Yeah. And, and then worship him, him yeah. boldly for it in song that. and in dance and yeah. in prayer and in shouting mm. and in a way of life. Yeah. All of it is worship. That's beautiful. Yeah. Matt, thank you so much, man. This has been really helpful. Thank you. Absolutely. We're looking forward to having you, you on again, maybe next time talk about Holy Spirit proclamation or something yes. like that. If you really want to talk about the Holy Spirit, yeah. the gifts of the Spirit, and, and, and the power of Christ in us. That's beautiful. Well, awesome, Matt. Thank you again for, for having you on, and thank you all for listening. We will uh, see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Bridgeway Podcast, where you will find a new conversation every Thursday. For more information about Bridgeway Church, we invite you to visit bridgewaychurch.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at bridgewayokc, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash bridgewaychurchokc. If you have any questions that you would like us to address on the podcast, feel free to email us at podcast at bridgewaychurch.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us a review on the podcast app as it helps other people like you find our program. So on behalf of all the pastors and staff here at Bridgeway Church, I'm David Bowden saying thanks for listening and we will see you next week.